Welcome to the Love Hook Adventure podcast, where we talk about the marriage relationship, intimacy, and marriage, and how you can go deeper with your spouse. And today, we're talking about something that may happen, but it's going to happen, and that is crisis. Oh, no. And we want to talk about some things that you can do to help prepare your marriage for upcoming crises that are going to happen. And that's the problem with crisis. You don't know what it's going to be or when it's going to come. Oh, well, oops, sorry. Hang on. Are you good at this? Maybe, maybe I'll edit that out later. I was going to say my uh, step one was going to be just don't have any. Don't cri- have any crisis. Don't have a crisis. Okay. Right. <laughs> let's, just, let's just not do that ever again. Let's not have any more crises. Yeah. Um, so you wrote a blog about this, I can't even remember, years ago about. Oh, I did? You did, actually. Wow. What you said in it, I don't know. So you'll have to <laughs> just come up with some other. <laughs> So you're referencing it. Why? I was just, you know, it was. I was just thinking about it because Ah. I think that you just don't know what's going to happen. Like even this week, I had um, reached out to a client, and his wife responded to me and said that he was about to have some very serious surgery. Oh wow! And I can only assume that she is managing all of this because he's not doing well. And I just thought. They didn't expect it, right? Like he wasn't feeling all that great and they did this like conference or something and I was told to reach out after this conference and she said they got back and he still wasn't doing well and he's been to the hospital, doctors and all this. And I was just thinking about how you don't know what's going to come. You don't know what's going to happen. And then it got my mind thinking about like all of these people I work with for my clients, you know. There are a lot of times they're like single entrepreneurs and we come in and we're the outsource team for them or whatever. And I'm like, does a single one of their spouses have any idea how to check their email? <laughs> you right, know, yeah, yeah. like, um, the password and is, like, anyway. that's a super practical thing about being prepared for a crisis in your marriage. It's like super practical. Like, you know, you and I, we've already talked about like, well, how am I going to. So, so we're not necessarily talking about marital crisis. We're talking about, about anything crisis. crisis. Okay. And how do you get prepared? How do you, um, as a couple, what kind of things do you put in place for that unexpected? And yeah. I'm not just talking about being sick or death or whatever else. Do you have your wills? Can you guys get into each other's accounts and everything? While well, that is all super, super, well, super was, important. That's where I was going to start, actually. Um, yeah, I think that it's just something that needs to be on a couple's mind because yeah. you All may. Right. Well, let's let's start let's start with that very practical stuff, okay, and then get to whatever the next thing that you were going to mention there, okay. because I I would say that that's something that in a, an increasingly digital age is not talked about. Like I don't hear anybody talk about this. Yeah, me either, actually. Um, it, but it started to dawn on me. I don't know, like five or 10 years ago, I was like, you know, just had this horrible thought of like, if I died tomorrow, would Keely know how to get to our photos? Right. Would Keely know how to get into my Facebook? You know, like all these, these kinds of, um, uh, digital leftovers and not it's not just the digital stuff, but that that's part of it. And I mean, so one day when you're, you can mentally handle it, Sit down either with your spouse or even just think about it yourself and ask yourself, if I was gone tomorrow, like dead, coma, hospitalized, what, like 
not in the picture, not able to help, not able to give a hint, what would immediately be a problem for right. my family? Um, like I think about that with the kids. Um, like I put something in place where uh, Google Photos has, you know, a, a face recognition feature and uh, it will group your photos by people and you can create a folder uh, based off of, you know, here's all the photos with Keely, right? And you can actually share that folder. Right. So all three of our kids, because they all have their own Google accounts, they have a shared folder. Mm -hmm. So every time we take a picture that they are in, it right. syncs up to their Google account apart from ours. Mm -hmm. So if they could never reach, if they never could get into our Google accounts, which they can't, if you and I were gone tomorrow, they would still have like all of their photos. And, you know, just something as simple as that. Right. Um, something as simple as we use a password manager uh, called LastPass that manages all of our passwords and our kids are now, you know, it's a family plan or whatever and they're in it. But if I was gone tomorrow, you have the password to right. that. You can get into all of the passwords. Well, I can get into all of your passwords. The good thing about that too is it's not just about password management. It's about what accounts do we have. Yeah. And and that's the thing that I, I try and group those things. So right. like anything to do with the home is in a folder called home. Right. And, you know, like Keely asked me one day, like, you know, who is our umbrella insurance with? Right. And I was like, you know. I don't really remember off. We had just changed yeah, a like bunch of things. And I was like, there's around. like seven insurance companies. <laughs> and I said, here's the thing, babe. When all else fails, go into LastPass and, look under and that. start looking at, look for insurance, mm -hmm. scroll through there and click on one. And if you log in and there's, and it says you don't have anything here, then try the next one or whatever. Um, but just those kinds of little things. And then you get into like the old school practical things of, do you have a will? Right. Do you? have a power of attorney and a medical power of attorney. Does anyone know where that stuff is? Right. Yeah. Like we went on a, on a vacation and so we had to like, we pulled it out of the drawer and put it on the desk and said to the boys, like, nothing's going to happen to us. But if something does happen to us, you take this paperwork and here's who you give it to. You right. know? And then I think hopefully we showed them where that went when we put it back in the folder, you know, when we got home, little things right. like that. So, you know, there are some very practical things. And again, that's, think about if you were gone, mm -hmm. because that will prepare you for, well, what if you're not gone, but you're just sick? Right. What if, like you said, what if there's some sort of crisis, would people know how to, would the people who matter know how to get a hold of the things right. that they need to get a hold of while you're either incapacitated or maybe it's even to help you because of the crisis, right. you know, whatever that might be. So practical things aside, or, or did you have more to... Well, I mean, I think all of this is probably going to be fairly practical because okay. I think that no one really wants to think about pending crisis. And, yeah. and I will tell you that like of the two of us, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I'm usually not the one who thinks about potential crisis in advance. Like yeah. I'm not very good at that. I'm, I'm the one with plans A, B, C, and D in your life. Yeah, you're yeah way, this will probably work. <laughs> you're way more um, about planning about things that could or could not happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that you do that because um, we've seen several people get into a bad position where 
you know, maybe one of the spouses died very suddenly and all of a sudden they've got this business and the other person has no idea how to get to any of this stuff and they've got accounts yeah. and they can't access them. I mean, there's just a lot of end of life things that happen. Yeah. And on, on the flip side, we have uh, we have a friend with a business who, you know, I kind of like went to him one day and I said, uh, we're, we kind of work with him and stuff. I said, you know, if something happened to you and your wife, at the same time. Yeah, like what's the plan? Like who do I call? Right. You know, what's what's the first step? Because I know like it's not me. The first call is not to me to because I don't I'm not that person mm-hmm. in in that company in that life or whatever, but I know that somebody might ask me what the first call is. Right. You know, and I want to know, okay, who do we what what what's the first trigger for the chain of events that needs to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And and just having that information in hand again not only helps give me peace of mind now that like, well, I know what to do. Um but also that person some sometimes you have to figure that figure out that answer. Right. You know. You don't know. That that friend had already thought about it and said, "Oh, oh, you do this." You know, like call this person, give them this, call this person and give them that. I'm like, okay. Um, but we had to think about that. We had mm-hmm. to, th- you know, like there've been times where I've looked at you and said, um, Hey, like something happens to you. Like who on the team do I need to reach out to, to make sure that all of our clients keep, keep rolling along, right. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but also, uh, Oh, you said something a minute ago. Um, nope, it's gone. I don't know. Well, I was going to say that another good thing about it and you know, and you and I are, we're in our forties. Um, I think what's really important, though, is that you have the plans in place because one day you're going to be older and you're not going to want to think about it when you're 70, 80. And uh, it's important that your kids have some clue as to what to do for you. And I think if you've already got those plans, it's helpful. Like I recently had to ask my parents uh, and I was like, you know, listen, if one of you guys died or both of y'all died, like I honestly don't even know who to call because they're not living in the same community where I grew up. So I'm like... While you may not have a lot of funeral arrangement plans, I just, I do have to know, like, where are you being buried? It's like a really <laughs> right. awkward conversation to have. And not that this podcast will be all about end of life death or whatever, I, although I hope that it does get you thinking about things. Um, this is like probably the most, like, definitive thing that is going to happen in your life. It's, One it's of the you crisis that is definitely going to be faced at some point. Is going yeah. to die before yeah. the other or you're going to die together. Right. Either way. <laughs> right, right. Y'all are going to die. Chances some... are you won't die on the same day. One um, can only hope. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and um, I know what I was going to say earlier is, is periodically just checking in with each other. Um, you mentioned, you know, we've known people in, in various circumstances. We've, we've known people who uh, one spouse died. And then you come to find out that there was like a financial mess happening. Oh, yeah. Um, or like you said, uh, maybe there wasn't a financial mess, but we've we've known folks where one spouse died and the other spouse like didn't know how to you pay the power bill. Yeah. Like, yeah, like just like basic stuff. So um, it, at this point in our marriage, it was different uh, years ago. But at this point in our marriage, I do the bills and the budgets and those kinds of things. Um, we jointly establish the budget, but then I'm the one monitoring it, you know, week in and week out. And I literally, because this is who I am, I email Keely once a week when I go through and pay all the bills and, you know, do the things. And I say, here's where we're at. Like, here's a financial update. And uh, some weeks I forget or whatever, but um, 
even when I don't, uh, whether I do or don't email periodically, sometimes every now and then I just sit down with you and I say, Hey, look, here's my spreadsheet. Right. And like, you don't necessarily need to know how it works, but I do need you to know that it exists and here's what it all means. You know, like here's why we have this account here and this is why this money is over here and all those kinds of things so that you have some, some semblance because it is nothing like it was 10 years ago in our house. Yeah. None of it's the same. And so if I had been steadily making changes and tweaks and customizations and things like that without ever telling you, and then suddenly one day you had to take care of it, like, where do you even begin? Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be like, what's this? What's this? Especially in paperless billing times. Like, you're not even, like, getting tipped off at what we owe or what we don't owe. Right. So, again, it's it's a matter of um, just sort of keeping each other informed on a regular basis of just like right. where where are the critical things and what what are they like right. and i think this you know this should be happening even if it's not about a crisis it it should be happening just to to keep each other informed right but um, we've just seen too many examples of people who because one spouse had um responsibility over this thing or that thing the other spouse had no clue how to handle right. it when something happened, and I'm talking about it, we've seen it because of death, divorce, illness, uh, just, right. just for whatever reason, um, you, you've got to, to keep each other up to date, you know, with these kinds of things. Yeah, and I think that it also is just like a way of saying, I care about you, instead of thinking about it in <laughs> a regards of like, well, you know, we don't want to think of the worst case scenario how depressing instead of taking it as like a hey i care about you and i love you and i want to make sure that if anything happens to me i'm not adding to the stress because you have no idea what bills to pay in our house or you know where our insurance is kept or any of these things that are like vital to you being cared for right and i think you know when it comes to pending crisis in your marriage you have to be You have to expect that things are going to happen and that you're not always going to have the answers. So there are some practical things we just talked about, but what are some things that a couple can do to help them emotionally prepare for crisis that's coming in their marriage, whether it's between them, but it's something to do with, I mean, listen, we all lived through a pandemic. Nobody at Mm -hmm. all was prepared for that. Not like (coughs) intentionally. But there's definitely things I think you and I had done in advance that helped us get through that time. Just like as a couple, things that we have in place that help us manage and handle crisis. I mean, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of of the pandemic. But one thing that I think helped out for me and you is like we like being near each other a lot. Oh, yeah. I saw a lot of couples um, struggle with, (laughs) oh, my gosh, they're just here all the time. And I'm like, but... (laughs) Wasn't wasn't that what you wanted? But, you know, every couple's different. Um, So that was one thing that helped us. But so so you're asking how to to prepare emotionally for crisis? Yeah, like what kind of things can you do? Because, see, I've seen a lot of... Why don't don't you give your examples and I'll... So I've seen (laughs) crisis situations destroy a couple. Uh And I think one of the biggest things is they're not great communicators. So in the middle of a crisis, um, that starts going to crap real fast. Okay. So I think being a good communicator and really being able to 
explain the way something is making you feel and helping your spouse um, know that when you're upset or stressed or frustrated or whatever isn't yeah. really attack on them because then you're now you're just adding to okay so yeah so first of all you've got to you've got to um, before crisis comes you've got to make sure that you know how to identify your own emotions yeah identify your own feelings maybe get to why but certainly what like, what am I feeling right now? What What is going on? And if you can do that with small things, then when a crisis comes, right. you're, you're better suited. Um, and then step two is, you know, voicing that to your spouse right. and being able to, being able to, when it's something small, uh, tell your spouse, uh, you know, I'm feeling frustrated because of this. And again, we're not even talking about marital problems. Right. right. Uh, just be like, this thing is happening at work and it's frustrating me. Or this thing uh, happened with, you know, me and the kids and I'm really excited about it and I'm happy about it. And, you know, like whatever it is, being able to voice your emotions mm-hmm. to your spouse, get kind of, I was going to say on the same page, but, but not on the same page, but informing each other. Just like I was saying, like, I got to sit down with you every now and then and explain to you the budget and everything, I need to sit down and explain to you every now and then like what's going on with me. And if you can do that in normal times, you're going to be much more prepared for when crisis hits. And again, because crisis can hit so many different ways. Mm -hmm. What if it's a crisis at your job? So it doesn't directly impact your spouse and they know nothing about the circumstances and you just come home a wreck. What, they're going to have a really hard time with that. They're not going to understand why you're being a terrible person all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can voice to them, hey, this thing happened at work today and I am, I am scared and I'm nervous and I'm agitated, like what, you know, like whatever it is that's going on. If you can voice all of that during the, the good times slash mildly difficult times, (laughs) then when crisis hits, you're, it's just, it's just doing it, but more, right? Yeah. It's just doing it, but, but cranked up to 11 or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I think communication and being really solid with that helps out with crisis. I want to say another thing that I would say has helped us deal with crisis situations is just developing, um, like date nights that are breaks you know, like mm. we are very intentional when we go on dates to try and take a break from what's happening in the world. Yeah. And when you're in the midst of a crisis, you don't necessarily think about, oh, I need a break from this thing. I need to not think about this. I need mm. to take a break from it. In fact, maybe you even feel a little guilty. I mean, like, have you ever been to a funeral and everyone's just kind of like, there's groups that are talking and having a good time and you're kind of like, wait a minute, we're at a funeral though. Like, <laughs> um, this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I think that in crisis situations is kind of similar because you're yeah. thinking to yourself, wait, I'm so, this is a terrible situation. I can't be at all having fun or, right, <laughs> you right. know, so I think having, um, you know, those breaks and having habits in place to connect with your spouse can be hugely beneficial, especially if the crisis has you at odds with one another. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe you're not going to have the same viewpoint on how to handle the situation. So 
if you are in the habit of actually uh, getting away with each other, taking breaks, date times or whatever, you know, that will, it's just habit now. You're just going to do it regardless of what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about taking breaks. I think you were saying that in terms of, you know, checking out from everything, you know, like you were saying, going on a date and um, not talking about the kids, not talking about work, not talking about the budget, whatever, you know, like trying to get away and enjoy. But I think there's also times where we need to, um, I don't know, have like a download with each other. And, and like you and I are together a lot. Yeah. Um, we, we work together. Um, you know, we work in our home. And so we spend a lot of time together and yet still, um, many nights a week we go for a walk around the neighborhood and I know when we set out, I'm going to hear about some stuff that I didn't know happened today. Right. And, um, we are together all the time. And yeah. so I just feel like people who are not need that even more. You need to have some sort of not, it doesn't have to be every single day, right. um, but at least every few days you need to have some time where you can download and say, here's what's going on. Because if a crisis is brewing mm. and again, if it's a, if it's a crisis that um, maybe is impacting one of you disproportionately than the other, right? Like it's something to do with their family or their job or whatever, um, their mental health, like whatever it is. And then all of a sudden uh, you haven't been connecting on that. And then all of a sudden it hits, like it goes from being it's brewing to it's here. Now all of a sudden you're again, let's get really practical. You're having to figure out, well, who's Bob and what does he have to do with this situation? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, but if you'd been having some kind of regular conversation where you're like, Oh, I know Bob works with so and so, and that's you know, that's why he's in our lives at all. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, we we've we've seen couples and families go through crisis where um, and I think we've written about this on the blog, like establish community before you're in crisis, like oh, yeah. build relationships before you're in crisis, because it's really difficult to like, um, you know, join a Sunday school class while your marriage is falling apart and try and catch everyone up to that. Oh, yeah. And um, and I'm not saying like, don't do that. I'm not saying, right. you know, like, don't try and find community, at, you know, like it's never too late. But if you're already doing things to to, you know, build relationships even if it's just within the marriage, then you're not having to play catch up. You know, when, if Keely came to me tomorrow and said, you know, this team member, they like this happened, right? And now there's a, there's a catastrophe of some sort. I'm going to know who that person is. I'm probably going to have some idea of like what the relationship is like and who their spouse is, you know, like all those kinds of little details that I don't have to play catch up on because you and I have been communicating about these things on a regular basis. And so, um, and it's the same thing with our kids, you know, like if, if trip comes home and he's like, me and my girlfriend broke up and I'm like, you had a girlfriend. Okay. Like what? Like I should have already (laughs) known that I should have been aware of that. And, um, you know, so we, we have to do the same thing with our kids, but having some sort of regular download time, especially with your spouse is so very, very important. Yeah. I think that's definitely uh, a good thing, you know, to have in place, you know, so we've talked about practical things. We've talked about, you know, emotional communication, um, taking breaks, 
and you know having community in place and just being uh, using your spouse as a confidant these are all things that will help both of you yeah individually and together whether you're going through your own crisis or you're going through one together it's going to absolutely help you um kind of prepare and get through that so we just wanted to kind of get you thinking about what can you do in your relationship right now to prepare yourselves for a the inevitable things and b the things that you just don't know could happen so that you have so that you have a better chance of getting through it without i'm not saying you're not going to get through it what i'm saying is just <laughs> maybe getting through it with a little less hurt a little mm. less struggle not that it won't be a struggle but also just um, putting yourself in a position where you're going to get through it yeah. versus, you know, this like causing irreparable damage to your relationship that ends up following you for the rest of your life or whatever. So that's kind of our encouragement for you guys today. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you'll go to lovehubadventure.com. Listen to, you know, read some of the other things we have been talking about. We blog a lot about intimacy, communication, sex. Yeah, go find that article that neither one of us can remember. I'll try. <laughs> if I can remember, I'll try. Link it up in the, the show, show notes. notes. I'll go. try. I think it was like a couple part series. Ah. And then um, stay up to date with us. Go to loveofthemetro.com slash newsletter. You can sign up for our newsletter there. We'll email you when, you know, new things come out on the blog, new podcasts, new products, whatever else. Um, and also, we answer a lot of questions in the newsletter, so it's pretty exclusive content. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today, and we look forward to talking with you later.